the last thing we're discussing was the case where someone told a messenger to go buy wheat and he changed and he bought the barley instead. We saw the mahalukid between two braitot. One braita said everything goes on to the messenger and the second braita said if there's a revenue they split it and if there's a loss everything goes on to the messenger. We saw how the rabbis explained the difference. Then we saw the case of, uh, of a Braita that we didn't really understand. If someone bought a field, uh, we don't force him to sell. But if it was on condition, that we do force to sell. And we saw Rav Shishat's explanation where someone bought a land for the Resh Kaluta. Abaye didn't like it. He explained a little bit different. That if someone bought a property for the Resh Kaluta, but it was really for him, we don't force the seller to write a second contract. But if it was on condition that he writes a second contract, then he has to write a second contract. And with that, we're going to start Kof Gimel Amud Aleph, third line in, where it says Amar Mor. We're going to go back to something we learned a couple lines before. If someone bought a property for, from his friend for another friend, meaning we don't force the seller to sell again, meaning to write another contract. And the Gemara right away asks Peshita, well, we, well, it's obvious that you can't force him to write another contract. So the Gemara explains, You could say that the buyer could say to the seller, you know that I wanted to buy this for myself. And I just want to strengthen my uh, my acquisition so this way no one will start up with me. When they hear it's, it belongs to the Resh Kaluta, I don't want any people to give me headaches. And I'm not just throwing out my money, just I'm not throwing it out into the garbage. I, and I want you to write me another contract. The Hidush is that no, the Amar that the seller could say, I thought you guys, you and the Resh Kaluta, whoever it is, I thought you guys had some sort of condition between each other. I thought you were dealing with each other. And let him write another contract. And that's why we can't force the seller to, to, to make another contract. Now, the Bebraita said, If you told him on condition that you write me another contract, then we force the seller to write another contract. Or Peshita, well, obviously, they, well, they had a condition. So the Gemara explains, No, we do need this. We're talking about a situation where the buyer told the witnesses in front of the seller, I want you to see that I want another contract. I would have thought you could say that the seller could uh, technically say, I understood that you, you were telling the witnesses that you want another contract from uh, the person who you were dealing with, the, the person who you, you told me to write this to. The Hidush is that the buyer could tell the seller, this is why I was telling the witnesses in front of you, it's because I want another contract from you. And the Gemara says a story. Rav Kahana Yahab Zuza Akitana. Rav Kahana gave someone money for linen. He gave him money. I want it throughout the year to give me linen. Once a month, bring me linen. Lesof Aikar Kitana. 
After a while, the price of linen went up. So the, the the owner of the of the linen sold the linen to someone else on condition that the money is going to go to the person who gave him the money. Meaning, in this case, Rav Kahana. Rav Kahana paid the man money. The person took his uh, his linen, sold it to someone else, and made him money. Rav Kahana came in front of Rav and asked, Rabbi, what should I do? Can I go take my money? Meaning the problem here is, Rabit, I gave him, um, let's say, 100, and he's now giving me back 150. So do I have to be concerned with Rabit? So Amar Rav told him, Look, if the the seller said to the person, I'm selling you Rav Kahana's linen, zil shekol, then you could go take the money, you don't have to worry about Rebit. Ve'ilan, if he never told him it was Rav Kahana's linen, latishkol, then you can't take the money because it's an issue with Rebit. Keman, who's Rav hold like? So the explains, it's like the rabbis of Yitzhak, the Amre, mihodi'o lebal hitin, she'yikne hitin lebal ma'ot. In the case of the messenger giving the... The, the owner of a wheat money for trying to buy it for someone who he gave it to. Did, did the owner of the wheat ever say he's giving it to the person who gave the money? Meaning, the person selling it has to, has to at least notify or at least say he knows who it belongs to. So same thing over here. If the owner of the linen says it belongs to Rav Kahana, then okay, it's Rav Kahana, it's not a beat. The Gemara doesn't understand because Atumi Ahiv Rav Kahana Arba Abishakil Tamne. I don't understand. Did Rav Kahana give four zoos and get back eight? Meaning there was no intent here for Rebit. Kitana Mimele Hudaikar. Linen went up on its own. Meaning he gave him four. The linen went up. He got back eight. Meaning Migzal Gezaluha. The owner of the linen who sold it to someone else in the name of Rav Kahana stole it from him. Meaning, once you admitted it belongs to Rav Kahana, you stole it. And at that point, all thieves have to pay like whatever it was worth at the time of the theft. And since when he sold it, he thought he was doing him a favor, he was selling it for more money. But at that point, since you admitted it was Rav Kahana's, you stole it. And therefore, you have to pay him the eight. So that was Rav's thinking. And Amre, and the Gemara tries to explain what Rav was saying. Amre Hatam, they were saying the whole story about Rav Kana, it was an Amanah Havai. It was an arrangement of trust where Rav Kana would give this person money and throughout the year he would give him linen. Velo Rav Kana and Rav Kahana never did a Meshicha, meaning he never really acquired it. Therefore, it's not really theft. So then why was Rav so mahmir? Rav goes according to his shita. Rav, We're allowed to do this arrangement of trust when it comes to, to fruits, meaning I could give money up front and throughout the year give me fruits. Meaning the price right now for fruits is five and you're going to give me whatever is fruits throughout the year even though the fruits might go up in price. But you don't do that with money. Meaning, if you come in a couple of months and you found out your fruits went up in price, now they're not worth five anymore, now they're worth six, I want the money. 
that money you're not allowed to accept because that looks like Rebita. And that's why Rav said you can't accept the money. But if he said at the time itself, this linen belongs to Rav Kahana, then, it, then it's not money anymore. Now it's an actual thing. Meaning Rav believed with those words, oh, this linen belongs to Rav Kahana. He acqu- at that point, Rav Kahana acquired the actual linen. And therefore, there's no issue with Rebit. Next, Mishnah is talking about someone who stole something from someone else. The rule is you have to pay it back, of course. And if you lied about it and then you admitted that you lied, you have to pay an extra fifth. Plus, you have to give a korban called korban asham gezelot. In order for someone to give a korban, he has to at least give the principal but doesn't have to give the fifth yet, meaning he has to give the fifth at some point, but once he gives the principal, then he can give the korban. And with that introduction, someone stole at least a shave pruta from his friend, and he swore that, hey, I don't owe you anything, and then he admitted, and he wants to give everything back and give a korban, you have to chase the man back all the way to Madai and give it back to him. You can't give it to his son, to his messenger, but you can give it back to a messenger of Betin. According to Rashi, he holds it until the guy comes back. According to Sfot, he, uh, the Mashalih Betin brings it to him. And according to Sfot, this is a takanat shavim sort of thing. We're doing a takana, so this is where people can actually do shuvah. They don't have to chase the guy all the way till Madai. And if the person that was stolen from, he if he dies, then you, you, the the thief could give it back to his children or his Yoshim, whoever inherits him. If he gave him the principal, but not the fifth yet, or if the person, for, for he, he forgot, he forgave him on the principle, but he said, no, you still got to give me the fifth. Or he forgave him for everything except for less than a shave pruta of the principle. You don't have to go after him because the fifth doesn't make a difference. You could bring your kapara without it. And uh, the less than a shavu puta is worthless. Natan lo eta homesh velo natan lo eta keren. If you give him the fifth, you didn't give him the principal. Mahalo ala homesh velo mahalo ala keren. If the person forgave him on the fifth, don't give me the fifth, just give me the principal. Mahalo alze velze. Forgave him for everything. Chutz mi shavu peruta bakeren. Except for a shavu peruta of the principal, then saich lelecha harav. Then if it's a peruta from the principal, you gotta go after him to madai. If, he, if the thief gave him the principle, but he swore to him that I don't owe you a fifth. But then he admitted that he owes the fifth and he lied about it. And now he has to pay a fifth on top of the fifth. And he has to give another korban. And even if he did this a few times, he has to pay a fifth on the fifth until the principle. Whatever he's swearing on is less than a shave peruta. Vechen, same thing with all these dinim. Bepikadon shenemar, obpikadon, obitsumetiyad. A pikadon is someone watching something for someone. Obitsumetiyad is a loan, obegazel, or uh, stealing. 
or ashak et amito, or he didn't pay his 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 employee, or matzah veda vechiheshba, or someone found a lost item and he denied it, venishba l'sheker, and he and he lied under oath. This in all these cases, when the person lies in regards to money, you have to pay the principal, a fifth if he admits, and he has to give a korban asham. Next, the Gemara says, We learned in the Mishnah that if someone stole from his friend and he lied to him under oath, and now he has to find him all the way in Madai to give it back. It sounds like only if he swore, he would have to now run after him to Madai to give it back. But if he didn't swear, he doesn't have to go all the way back to Madai. So money was our Mishnah like a Lorabi Telephone and Lorabi Akiva. It's like neither of them. Why? If someone stole from one of five people, he just doesn't know which one. And each person says, No, he stole from me. Ravitarfon says, you leave the theft, the item in between them and you just walk away. That doesn't get him out of the Avera. He has to pay for the theft to each person. So now the Gemara understands the whether they swore or they didn't swear. Mani, who's a Mishnah like? If it's like Ravitarfon. Well, it sounds like Rabbi Tarfon holds that even if he swore, you still, the only the way to get out of it is you put the, the item in between them and just walk away. And if it's Rabbi Akiva, even if he didn't swear to be it's a Dehova, you have to pay each person. So according to Rabbi Tarfon, all you have to do is just drop the thing in between them, whether you swore or not. And according to Rabbi Akiva, well, no matter what the case is, you'd have to go all the way to Madai to put it back in his hand. So the Gemara explains, No, Olam, Rabbi Akiva, no, it's according to Rabbi Akiva. So you have to pay each person. That's when he swore. My Tama, what's the reason? Whoever belongs to, you have to give it back on the day you 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 were found guilty. And the day you were found guilty is the day you lied under oath, and okay, you have to give it back to his hand. The Rabbi Tarafon will tell you, even though he swore, if the cost to go to Madai cost more money than the item itself, then you have to pay principal plus a fifth to Betin, and then go give your Korban Asham, and that's it. But uh, we're not going to make the guy go all the way to Madai. Rabbi Akiva will tell you that Rabbi Lazar Rabbi Tzadok's takana is ki'avud Rabbanan takanta hechad de'adal le'mangazle. That's if you know who you stole from. Give it to Betir and that's it. However, gazal hechad mechamisha de'la'adal le'mangazle. But if you stole from one of five people, you just don't know who you stole from. De'la'adar mamona le'mare. The money won't go back to the master. La'avud Rabbanan takanta. Hachamim did not make a takanta. Didn't say uh, you could just leave it by Betir. So now the Gemara has a question. Mativ Rav Huna by Yehuda. Amar Bishimon ben Elazar. Lo nechlekor bitafon verbi akival shelakach echad mechamisha venoda mez emehen lakach shem nech demem ekach ben hemu mistalek. 
Rabbi Tarfon and Rabbi Akiva never argued about the case where a person bought something from one of five people. He just doesn't know who the seller is. They will both agree that you put the money in between all of them and just walk away, let them figure it out. You didn't do anything wrong, so therefore you're not getting punished. Where he stole money or stole something from one from one of five people, he just doesn't know which one he stole it from. Rebita Fod said, listen, even though you did something that was Asur, you leave the money in between them and walk away. And Rebbe Akiva Omer, No, we're going to punish you. The only way to fix it is you pay it to each person. Now, if we're talking about a situation where they already swore, then what's the difference if he stole or if he bought it? Meaning, if we're going by the pasuk in regards to someone buying something, she doesn't know who to pay. It also says la asher asham lo. I meaning you're not gonna have a kapara until you pay the 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 seller. And here's another question. Now Rabba steps in and asks a question. There's a famous story. There was a Hasid. He bought an item from one of two people. He doesn't know who he has to pay to. He forgot which person was the actual seller. He went to Rabbi Tarfon. He told him to leave the money in between both of them and just walk away. Rabbi Akiva said the only way to fix this is you pay each one. Now, if you want to say the mahlok is in regards to someone who swore and then he admitted, first he said, I, I'm not Hayav, now he said, I am. Hasid If we're calling him a Hasid, you ever saw a Hasid lie under oath? And if you want to say that he lied, he swore, he lied, and then he wanted to be a Hasid, then he became Teshuvah. But we have a famous rule that any time in Shasra we see the word Hasid Had, it's or Rabbi Yehuda ben Baba, or Rabbi Yehuda ben Rabbi Elai. And we know Rabbi Yehuda ben Baba, Rabbi Yehuda ben Rabbi Elai, Hasidim demaikaravu. We know that both of them were religious all the way from day one. They were Hasidim from day one. They never did Teshuvah. They would never lie under oath. Rather, you have to say that this Hasid never swore. And you will see that according to Rabbi Akiva, even if a person didn't, uh, didn't swear, he still has to give it back to the people he thinks he stole from. So the way we understood our Mishnah that only if someone swore he has to go all the way to Madai is not Rabbi Akiva. So Ela, rather we're switching everything. We're going to say that our Mishnah that says if someone swore he has to take the item back all the way to Madai is Rabbi Tarfon. And Rabbi Tarfon would agree that if someone lied under oath, that he would have to actually give it back to the hand of the person he stole from. My time out. What's the reason? It says, Whoever belongs to you, you have to give it back the day you uh, you were found guilty. And Rabbi Akiva is finding the person to go back all the way to Madai, even if he didn't swear. So now the Gemara has a question. Let's see. If someone swore, there's no other way unless he admits. Meaning the only way Rabbi Tafon would tell him to go to Madai is if he admits. Then if that's the case, why does the Mishnah have to say that he swore he has to go all the way back to Madai? 
meaning even without the swear, he also has to go all the way to Madai. We have a bite that says, a bit of fun says, if a person tells two people, I stole from you, one of you two, I just don't know which one. He gives to each one a maneh. Because he already admitted on his own. And you see, he has to give it back to their hand. And this is going even without swearing. So, rather, here's answer number three. Rabbi explains that Shani Matnitin the Cheban de Adale Mangazle Veodele Amishnah is different. Since the thief knows who he stole from and he admitted to him, Cheban de Shala Durema Monadamare, since he he can give back the money or the item to the person he stole from, Hava Le Cheban de Amar Le Yu Li Bidach. It's as if he told his friend, Here, the money is in your hands. And it's almost as if the person who it was stolen from is telling the thief, here, watch it for me. Helkach. Therefore, our Mishnah that said, Nishba, Afal Gav de Ka'amar de Yehuli Bidach. In our Mishnah, where there was a swear, even though it's as if the one who was stolen from told the thief, here, watch it for me. It's in your hands. Kevan de Ba'i Kapas. But he also needs this Kapas, this Korban part. La Sagi. You can't give that to Korban until the money or the item actually goes back to the person you stole from. But if you didn't swear, it becomes by him like a deposit, something that he's just watching for his friend. And, you know, just buy him until his friend comes and picks it up from him. And therefore, you don't have to go there. Now, all this is when you know who you're dealing with. But in a case where you don't know who you're dealing with, you can't just say, I'll turn into a picadon. Because we don't know who it's going back to, who's saying, watch it for me, it's in your hands. Therefore, Rabbi Akiva says, even if you didn't swear, you have to give it back to each person's hand. And Rabbi Tafor will tell you, you, all you have to do is just leave it in between them and walk away. And we will stop right here. Baruch Hashem le'olam. Amen ve'amen.